Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery, nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just For Today meditation with our guest, Ryan E. Hey there, Ryan. Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. How are you, Doug? Yeah, I'm doing fine over here. So, Ryan, could you tell us your clean date where you attend meetings and give your home group a shout out? My clean date is July 19th, 2017. Uh, my home group is Hope Through Surrender, uh, the GTO area of Narcotics Anonymous. That's Huntington, West Virginia area. June 20th, Meditation for Beginners. For some, prayers asking for God's help. Meditation is listening for God's answer. Quieting the mind through meditation brings an inner peace that brings us into contact with the God within us. Basic text, page 46 and 47. Be patient when you're learning to meditate. Many of us were told it takes practice to know what to listen for. We're glad someone told us that. Or many of us would have quit after a week or two of meditating. For the first few weeks, we may have sat each morning, stilled our thoughts, and listened. Just as the basic text said, but heard nothing. It may have even taken a few more weeks before anything really happened. Even then, what happened was often barely noticeable. We were rising from our morning meditation feeling just a little better about our lives, a little more empathy for those we encountered during the day, and a little more in touch with our higher power. For most of us, there was nothing dramatic in that awareness. No bolts of lightning or claps of thunder. Instead, it was something quietly powerful. We were taking time to get our egos and our ideas out of the way. In that clear space, we were improving our conscious contact with the source of our daily recovery, the God of our understanding. Meditation was new and it took time and practice, but like all the steps, it worked when we worked it. Just for today, I'll practice listening for knowledge of God's will for me, even if I don't know what to listen to, listen for yet. Ryan, so could you share your thoughts on the Just For Today? Just for today, uh, <clears throat> about um, you know meditation for for beginners, it's it's all about for me in the beginning when I first heard this JFT man, it was one of the hardest things in the world for me to do because I sucked at meditation. I didn't know how to practice it, but now as I've begun working my 11th step and applying it in my life, it's it's gotten a lot easier. Um, just stopping for a, just for long enough to listen for what God's uh, trying to tell me to quiet my mind enough to hear what, what his will is as opposed to mine, which is what I'm used to running on. So is there something that that's happened along your journey that makes it easier to say, okay, Hey, this is, this is my will, you know, that I'm, I'm operating on my will to the, okay, Hey, this is the higher powers will like what's happened in your journey to, to facilitate that change. There's been a few things that has helped to facilitate that, and I refer to it as, as my will and God's will kind of lining up. 
and that's that's kind of where I'm at today. Um, like like for example, I remember um, waking up one morning and praying and and stopping and meditating and there was this meeting that i hadn't been to in a real long time and um and, and i woke my wife up and we decided you know what i felt like god wanted me at this meeting and i showed up at this meeting and no home group members had showed up the me the doors were shut and addicts were standing in the street and uh we we my wife had she had the key to the door so we opened it we opened the meeting we, we come in and this young lady come in off the street and um and I was sharing how the meeting might be closed next week because all the home group members left. And she shared after me that she didn't care that the meeting wasn't open last week. She don't care if, it, if it's not open next week. She just thanks God that it was open today because she was on her way to the dope man's house. And it's the only meeting she knew that was open. Wow. And I just knew that God wanted me there, had me there for a reason, you know? And, and I just knew that I was right where I was supposed to be for the first time in my life. So, so is that becoming easier to align your will up with the higher power's will as you're staying clean and working steps? What, what has that process been like for you? It has gotten different. I'm not going to say it's gotten easier because that would be bullshit. <laughs> That's um, a good answer. So it's gotten different. So, so could you, could you tell us a little bit, how's it gotten different? <laughs> well, you know, the difficult, when difficult things happen in my life, like, like here recently with my, my separation from a 20 year, uh, 24 year uh, marriage, um, you know, I acted out, dude, I'm not going to say that I didn't. Um, but I acted out on self will, but the, the clarity that happened through working the 12 steps was that I had enough sense to know that I needed to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I would never have done that without the 12 steps of narcotics anonymous. I would have just continued to act on self-will. I would have continued to cause harm to people and myself right. more importantly, but I had the clarity to know that I needed to ask for help. And I reached out and I did that. And, uh, and I thank God every day that I did. You know, you bring up a really good point when we're acting out, um, you know, in whatever area, whatever manifestation of addiction hits us with and how, how it hits us. Um, absence, of the 12 steps and the application of the spiritual principles within the steps in our life results in us taking it to the bitter ends. And what I'm hearing you say is like, Hey, you know what? I didn't need to do that. Exactly. It's like, it's like a 10th step. Really. It's like, I know I did wrong and I acted on self will, but I'm going to promptly admit my wrong and I'm going to correct that mistake that I made. And I'm going to turn the results over to God. And that, that's, that's, that's all about me trying to clean up the wreckage of my present. And through prayer and meditation, I'm able to do that on a daily basis for the most part. And like I said, that's where it's gotten different, right? Because before I would have never admitted my wrong. I would have never cared to try and repair that damage. I would have just hit it and, and stayed in denial about it. And I would have continued to suffer the consequences. So, Ryan, the last sentence of the Just for Today reads, I will practice listening for knowledge of God's will for me, even if I don't know what to listen for yet. So could mm. you share about how, how that is in your life today? I have a strong understanding of, of my higher power today. <clears throat> and I try to, you know, and, and this is still some 11 step stuff for me because I practice 
listening only for knowledge of God's will for me and the power to carry that out. And that's kind of what I pull away from that statement um, is, is I'm listening just for knowledge, of his will for me. And, and his will for me is to do the exact opposite of everything I've always done. Everything that Ryan wants to do, God wants me to do the opposite of. I'm trying to, that's what God's will is for me. That's what I believe God wants me to do is just to be of service to other people and to not cause harm today and grant me the power to carry that will out and to just help other people as best I can. Yeah. You know, I had a sponsor. He would, he would tell me, he says, you know, the, the key to this thing, <laughs> right. You know, and I chuckle whenever he would say, that. it's like the key to this thing is the, to focus on that magic six letter word others. And so that's what I hear you talking a little bit about now is, is, you know, getting out of self and into others. Um, what does that look like in your life right now? Like what does, what does serving others look like? Like what platforms are you using? Are you staying accountable with men in your support group? Are you sponsoring? Do you have a sponsor? Things like that. Oh, absolutely. I have a spot. I have, I, technically I have two sponsors because, because <laughs> I'm complicated. So I have a sponsor for my 12 steps in Narcotics Anonymous and I have a tradition sponsor guiding me through the 12 traditions. Um, I wanted to work them both at the same time and my sponsor hadn't worked the tradition. So, so I found somebody, a member of NA that had, and, uh, and so, and I'd be of service by, you know, suiting up and showing up. On, I'm uh, the secretary on the PR subcommittee. I'm a H&I panel leader. Uh, I have held every position on the PR subcommittee because that's my favorite um, service positions to hold is on PR, public relations, because I love getting out in the community. I love being involved in networking and, and passing out literature so suffering addicts can find it in the streets. Um, I'm very connected with my support group. Um, I'm always reaching out to people and checking on people. And that's how I try to be of service to just sometimes a simple message to say, I love you. And I hope you have a wonderful day can mean all the world, all the difference in the world to somebody that's struggling. Yeah, that's good, man. That's re that's really good. And so I'm curious, and I know some listeners will be too. What's the most effective um, PR platform that you found? Is it um, I know that we've, we've have this initiative where we've printed business cards and on the business cards, you know, it has the, the name of the home group and the time. And, and we say, Hey, you know, if you have a problem, we can help. Right. And stuff like this. So um, years ago, right. Years ago, it was, we would do poster drives and we would hang flyers up, go around mm -hmm. in, in the eight and a half by 11 inch flyers. Right. Um, I even, even know of a couple areas who, who got together, raised some funds to put a billboard up on the side of the road. So what, what have you found? Um, and what's working? What's bringing people into the rooms and showing them, Hey, there's a, there's a different way to live. Well, for me, the, my all time favorite service position was scheduled day coordinator and communicator. And we had a flyer day coordinator communicator too, but we couldn't get enough people to do the flyers, So we just combined those into one position to where we would get a bunch of people together and we would fan out across GTO and we would hang up flyers and we would put out literature and the, <clears throat> the schedule day coordinator communicator is my all time favorite service commitment. And the reason being is because when they, I had that position for 18 straight months and I was consistently every single month going into the same facilities, putting out literature and taking the time to talk to people if they had questions and just applying principles. And so it helped on many levels. It helped not only making sure literature was out, but it helped fight stigma in the community against uh, the disease of addiction too. They seen the same people consistently 
coming back and being of service and, and just putting out literature and talking to people and being respectful. And it, I felt like it promoted a good image as a, of attraction to Narcotics Anonymous. So Ryan, what would you tell Ryan E with One Day Clean? If you could sit down with yourself um, clean one day, new into the program, what would you pour into him? I would pour into that man two things. One, sit down, shut the fuck up and listen, first and foremost. And the thing that lit a fire under my butt was when a big man named Wes R got in my face and told me to work steps or die, motherfucker. I would tell that to myself when I first came in as opposed to after six relapses coming in and out of the rooms because those two things, when those people finally told me that, lit a fire under my butt to actually apply the 12 steps to my life. And it changed my life forever when they did. You know, Ryan, that that takes me back. I got clean in in 2000 in Southwestern Pennsylvania and the, um, just the atmosphere of recovery at that time was exactly what you, what you said there, which, which quite frankly, I don't, I don't think the atmosphere of recovery in a lot of, in a lot of communities, a lot of recovery communities are, are that way now, but it seemed like it was very, very prevalent then, you know, sit down, you know, we, we, we'll ask you if we want to know where to cop, you ask us if you want to know how to recover like that, that was the atmosphere, right? That was the mentality. So these people who you've heard pour into you like that, um, are they still clean? Every one of them. Right. Isn't and, and there's a lot of hope in that. Right. There's a lot of hope in that. So. So. okay, So let let me ask you this then. So if we have this if we have this newcomer listening. Right. uh, To the episode and they're saying, hey, Ron, you are me and I'm you. I can identify with everything you've said. What does the application of of that look like? Like, hey, sit down, listen, you know, you want what we have. So do what we do. Watch us. What does that look like for that person with one day clean, one week clean? going to meet and suiting up and showing up. But what does it actually look like for them? It looks to me like every other newcomer I've ever seen come into the room when they actually take the time to listen to something that's being shared. You can always tell, man, you can tell they'll be squirming in our chairs their knees are a bouncing. And then you can see it in their eyes when they've heard something across the room that they can relate with. And that light comes on for the first time. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely a miracle to see it um, when they actually stop and try to listen to what's being shared and they actually hear something that will probably change their life forever. When that, that seed gets planted, you know what I mean? Um, it, it's, I it's amazing. I sure do. You know, we, we always said there's never been a meeting where only one person gets honest. And, and, and what you're describing reminds me of how our spirits respond Right. You know, when, when, when somebody gets real and kicks their stuff out, um, like my spirit identifies with that. Like I feel that connection, you know, while they're sharing and it prompts me and it allows me to say, okay, well here, here's who I am also. So, um, so are you that, do you play that role now? Um, or, you know, what message are you carrying? Are you sponsoring, you know, how, how's that looking for you? Yeah, I have, um, I think I have total 15 sponsees. Um, I think I have six that's actively working steps and, but I never, I never, uh, give up on a sponsor. You know, if they, they mm. stop contacting me, 
I've heard of people saying they fire sponsees. I've never fired a sponsee. Uh, I don't believe in that. I never give up on people. Um, and whether they relapse or not, if, when they make it back, I'll be there for them. I, I just, I don't believe in that. Um, so uh, I, I don't know. I think the message of hope would be no matter what you're going through, no matter what your struggle is, you don't ever have to use again. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless.